Hello, and welcome back to She Inspired, a podcast about sharing the stories of women who are following our inspiration in the hopes of inspiring and guiding other women to do the same. I'm Lorna Morin, and I believe too often we ignore our inner voice, the all-knowing guidance system within each of us who knows the divine purpose for which we are called in this life and who always wants what's best for us. As a result, we can end up in careers or relationships which are unaligned with who we really are and what we really want. This belief is born from my own experience, dismantling the life I spent 20 years creating because I realized the uneasiness I felt in life was the result of not living in alignment professionally, personally, and spiritually. For me, this meant walking away from a 15-year career in the public service to launch an online business and leaving an 18-year relationship to live as a single woman and co-parent to three lovely kids. I believe my intended purpose is to use my powers of connection to light the spark, to share the stories of women seeking and finding alignment in service to the awakening of all women. That is what She Inspired is all about. Why is being miserable in every career you've had a good thing? Well, Leith McKay has the answer. By sharing her story of seeking her inspiration, she illustrates how all the experiences she didn't like, the things that didn't work out, the bad feeling thoughts she doesn't want, all of that contrast, it actually served her. Experiencing so much of what she didn't want clarified for her that which she did. And it turns out, She loves sharing stories too. And with her podcast, Finding Me, she's figured out a way to learn more about herself and her desires through interviewing other women about their experiences feeling stuck. If you don't know what you're passionate about, listen to this conversation. Leith shares what strategies worked for her, as well as how she responded to the shame she felt for not knowing what inspired her. To learn more about Leith and subscribe to her podcast, Visit her at leithmckay.com and follow her on Instagram at Finding Me Podcast. I reached Leith at her home in Toronto. Leith McKay, welcome to She Inspired. It's so nice to have you here. Thanks, Lorna. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. I'm looking forward to our conversation. And well, really for a couple of reasons. The first reason I'm looking forward to it is that um, you are a childhood friend. I know. We go back so far. We go back so far. We grew up together skiing outside of Toronto. And, um, you know, we've lost touch over our early adulthoods, I guess, partly because you've been traveling all over the world, which I hope you'll tell us more about as we get into our conversation. Um, But uh, yeah, so on a personal note, I'm just looking forward to hearing more about, you know, life for you and what life's been like the last 20 years. And um and then also, uh, I'm looking forward to our chat because you are a fellow podcaster. Mm-hmm. And um, as part of your journey, you launched the Finding Me podcast about, uh, well, your own journey of, I would say, discovery of finding what lights you up and also with the goal of, you know, inspiring other women to make positive changes in their lives, which is like a very similar thing to what I'm doing over here with She Inspired. So I feel like there's lots of synergies and there's going to be lots of things for us to talk about. Yes, I have no doubt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that begs the question, like, where to begin? And as I was thinking about that, I'm like, hmm, well, I feel like if we begin with your podcast, it's going to lead us out into the mm-hmm. other directions that we want to go. So how about we start there? Um, sure. Okay. So 
Finding Me. Why did you decide to create Finding Me? Like, could you tell us a bit about what was going on in your life at that time that you wanted to, you know, really birth this wonderful mm-hmm. creation? <laughs> well, uh, so I guess there's two parts to that answer. The first part is the podcast, like the format of a podcast. I was actually doing a, um, a website before the podcast and it was very similar. It was telling the stories in this case of working mothers, but I was writing them out and adding pictures and it was all very time consuming. And I just thought, Oh gosh, podcasting must be easier. Um, and so that's why I decided to get into podcasting. Um, and it turns out it is easier on some levels. I didn't, it's not the same time consuming of, interviewing somebody then going and you know typing out their whole journey um, and posting it on a website so mm-hmm. it's sort of basically the website evolved into a podcast but even just the website itself started with this idea of I've got to figure out what I want to do with my life and I was miserable in every career I start I tried um one seemed just more soul sucking than the next. And that's where I just found, I was like, I guess I got to a point where it was probably in my mid thirties. And I just decided I just couldn't carry on doing each of these jobs. And, you know, I'd lived through these jobs trying to um, climb the ladder and find Mm -hmm. all those external measures of success, get a bonus, get more money, get a new title. And it just, I guess I just got to the point where I felt like I just couldn't do that anymore. I just didn't have the energy. I had young kids too. Mm-hmm. And I just, I think also I was doing all this reading, you know, reading every self-help book I could because I'm like, there's got to be something wrong with me. I can't find my passion. And that mm-hmm. term kept coming up and everyone's like, just find your passion. And I was like, I hate this passion idea. And I just, uh, I must be something wrong with me. And uh, yeah. And I just was reading, I remember one, um, I guess one story in a book about this woman who sort of discovered she had no interests and, I was like, well, well, what are my interests? And I just started thinking about that. And I'm like, I, I don't know what they are. And I felt totally embarrassed by that. And Mm. I just started, I guess it was just something that was nagging at me and thinking, I've got to figure out like what I'm even interested in Mm -hmm. (laughs) beyond like being a parent and, you know, getting up in the morning and doing that. So I think that was a, a moment where, I guess just over time, I mean, that's like going on eight, 10 years ago where it just sort of stuck with me that I've got to make some changes and, you know, the the journey I was on just wasn't working for me and I needed to course correct. Yeah. And um, that's when I started looking into things that interest me. And over time I started um, that website and then the website sort of led to the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And there we are. Well, you described that so beautifully. And I want to just, I want to dig in a little bit to what you said, because how did you, can you describe a bit the process of finding your interests? Because mm. I heard you say, you, you know, you related to the woman whose book you read were like, she was like, I don't have any interests, right? <laughs> and I, and I, I really just want to acknowledge you for being so open and honest about where you were at, because I think a lot of us, <clears throat> can 
get to that point at, in our lives. Maybe particularly kind of, I'm, you know, like middle-aged white women that I know with kids, like there, there's a lot, I hear this a lot, but there's also mm-hmm. a lot of embarrassment and shame around it. So mm-hmm. people don't really want to talk about it, which of course just compounds this feeling like, oh, it's everybody, everyone else is fine, but <laughs> there's something wrong with me when actually it's like, right. no, a lot of people are feeling this way. So could you just talk a little bit about how you started to reconnect? I, I say mm-hmm. reconnect because I believe that we all, we always are connected. It's just, we become like alienated from, mm-hmm. from what we want and what we desire. But what did that process of reconnection look like for you? Yeah, that's a great question because it's hard. I mean, I guess it started out just me, just the realization that I just didn't have any interest, I think was the first step. And then I guess I just started thinking, okay, what are like, what would I like to do today? And I remember Mm -hmm. Googling things like um, home decor and, you know, refurnishing, um, items from my house like I sort of had this interest in taking old items and adding new life to them so Mm. I just started googling things like that and then you know over time I did you know I'm and this is a slow process like I mean it took like the first year maybe I took one item like this old dresser and that I found at um you know somebody was had a a garage sale and just took the dresser and sanded it down mm-hmm. and so I and even in that process I, I I wasn't consciously thinking this is my interest but I I guess I there was something I was like feeling like I was doing something that was for me mm-hmm. and uh, so there was that and I started like looking externally to to a few um or I guess I would say I started talking to a few people saying like I can't carry on with this career. What am I going to do next? Like, I don't know what my interests even are. Um, so the process of talking to a couple friends and I had another friend who um, we had at this point, we had moved uh, countries. So we, when I first felt like this, we were living in the UK in London and then we moved to California. And so there, I think there was something in that move that I felt like there was also a fresh start. So Mm-hmm. In, even maybe not consciously, but there's some subconsciously feeling like, okay, I'm going to start fresh here. I'm not going to carry on in this, this career. I'm going to sort of s- discover something about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there was something about a commitment to myself to do that. Yeah. Um, and then it really came down to trying things and to just letting myself try things, even if it didn't result like, I'll be honest, the dresser, I liked it initially. And then I just thought it was really ugly after time. (laughs) But I'm like, just that idea of, but I did it. And I felt good about doing it. And I felt good in the process. And just accepting that um, was, I think, part of that journey of, you know, opening myself up to being, okay, there's things out there that I do enjoy, and I just have to try them. Yeah. Oh, well, I, as I'm listening to you describe this, Lee, I don't know if this came to you at the time or, or if you, if, so I see the, like this beautiful analogy between like what you're physically doing with the dresser, the peeling back, the mm. sanding down, then the, to, to refurbish, right? Like I, I, that to me is like analogy. 
to what was going on internally for you, yeah. like trying to really kind of get peel back and be like, okay, like who am I at my car? Like what 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 really lights me up? Did did you see that as as um I don't know if analogy is the right word or metaphor, whatever yeah. it is, but you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, a metaphor for sure. I mean, at the time, definitely not. Um, yeah. I think it's hard to have that perspective when you're really sort of deep and feeling really, I guess, poorly about yourself. Yeah. But, you know, in retrospect, for sure, it's breathing new life into mm-hmm. something that's got great bones mm-hmm. and building it back up again. And, yeah. you know, that's probably why I love like you learning about other people's journeys and you know how they've got to where they are and you know I I only say this in retrospect though because at the time I couldn't know that Mm -hmm. so back to your question about like how do you find your interests I guess it's like acknowledging that you don't you're not happy with where you are then sort of exploring some ideas that you'd like to do and just trying them Mm -hmm. And it's just, you know, one interest sort of leads to another I've discovered. And so it's important. The actual trying part for me has been really uh, revolutionary and also like reading books about things I'm interested in, not just for the sake of reading a book, but finding things that I enjoy. Yeah. I love how you, like, I I have a, I describe it similarly. It's like following the breadcrumbs. Mm -hmm. And and I heard um, Elizabeth Gilbert described this really beautifully she had like this aha moment where she had been out really I would describe it on a bit of a rampage I think that may even be her word like of like find your passion find your passion Mm -hmm. find your passion right speaking about it writing about it yeah exactly right and she had this like aha moment where after being at like a speaking engagement she was like back at her hotel it was like late at night and she opens up this email from one of the women that had been in the audience that night and she's like I just need to tell you um, you know, the, you just, it made me feel so terrible listening to you tonight because I realized like, I don't have, I don't feel passionately about every, anything, right? Mm. I was listening to her and I was so envious of, you know, you, your passion being so clear and you're saying, just find it. And this was like an aha moment for Elizabeth Gilbert where she realized like, wow, the, the, while the, while the sentiment of what I'm saying still holds true and is really meaningful, it's like, it's alienating to a lot of people to just say, find it. <laughs> because yeah. as you described, it's like, well, if you don't know how, so she started encouraging people to, she started changing, she changed her language to start encouraging us to like follow your curiosity. And just like yes. you said, right. And just, um, yeah, like get, I love how you describe it. It's like, just open yourself up maybe through meditation, maybe through journaling, like just kind of getting into that still space where you allow some of that stuff to come in or something to come in like hmm, okay that kind of piques my interest why don't I follow that over there a little bit yes I, I agree 100 percent and it's just yeah opening yourself up to being curious and then following it no mm-hmm. matter where it leads like no mm. and I I think in that process I probably had to let go of what everyone else was doing around me to a certain degree I mean it's it, it that takes time and I still work on that but mm. You know, every it seems like everyone else has got a passion or an interest, and I felt like the only one who didn't. And I just had to say, okay, forget about what everybody else is doing. I've just got to sort of find one or two things that interest me and follow them. And you know, I still work on that, and I'm still doing that even with my podcast today. Um, 
but it feels so much better now that I'm doing it than when Mm -hmm. I, you know, eight or 10 years ago when I was starting out. Yeah. And so as a result of, of this process of following your curiosity and and seeing where it leads, it led you to connect with this passion of sharing the stories of women, specifically working mothers, I guess, originally, is that right? That's right. So what I did, what happened? So I was living in California thinking, what on earth am I going to do? And, um, you know, obviously I was living in Silicon Valley, the heart of tech. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe I should do something tech related. That's what everybody does here. So I, there was a women in tech conference that was happening just down the road. So I signed up and went to it. And that was really interesting to me. It was just, you know, all these women got up on the podium and started telling their journeys. And, you know, they start off being like, this is who I am. This is my title. And this is, you know, what I do now at this, you know, big company, like the Googles and the Facebooks Mm -hmm. uh, of the world. And, but once they started telling their stories about, you know, some of the challenges they've overcome along the way and some of the hurdles or, you know, the places of feeling stuck I was like wow that part I found so fascinating um and I was like there's got to be a way to share these stories you know not just have to go to a conference every time I want to hear one and so that's how um with a, a girlfriend at the time we started thinking okay well maybe there's you know we could start a website and share these stories and it just sort of evolved into like well uh, we just narrowed it down to working mothers because uh, that's what we felt like we could do and we wanted to do at the time. So, um, yeah, we just started, you know, I, I, I went and I I did a class at Stanford and how to build a website through WordPress. And I just started doing it, I guess. Hmm. And then I advertised, you know, around <laughs> the neighborhood and asked a few people if they'd share their stories. And that's how it sort of started. I'm curious when, as you were doing these things, were you mm-hmm. surprising yourself? I like, were you like, yeah. look at me. I'm like just building a website and I'm just, like, <laughs> I'm just I, interviewing women that I don't even know. Like, I don't know. Were you yeah. just like, huh, look at me, look at all these things I'm doing or, or what was that? What, what was the experience like? That's a good question. I think part of it, um, I think there was definitely part of it. I wasn't acknowledging what I was accomplishing. I Mm. feel like I myself, and I think women in general aren't very good at that in looking at retrospect and seeing, you know, all the things we've done and how amazing they are. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do at the same time, remember being on the Stanford campus and being like, Oh my God, I'm a student. I'm feeling like (laughs) really good about myself. Yeah. Just being a student at Stanford and being like, yeah, this is so cool. You know, like I was going to a class from seven to nine in the evenings because that was like the only time I had. Um, And, you know, there was some acknowledgement there that I was doing that. And um, and yeah, that was the one thing I can remember. Otherwise, I found you get caught up in the details a bit, like everything. Yeah. I guess I had this idea of what I... I wanted to build, you know, this website and tell these stories, but there was definitely, you know, getting caught in the weeds about like how, I don't know, just even the simple like graphic design on the website, like how to make that work and getting caught Mm. just doing the simple things that certainly would get me down. And I think, Oh, is this really worth the effort? Mm. Um, Or, you know, just even, trying to 
um, find the interviews, but I found like, you know, you, I found it, you get down about little things and then you'd have a good moment where, you know, I do an interview and I'd be across from some woman who's telling this amazing journey. And I was like that, you know, I see this in retrospect a bit. That's what sort of kept me going. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved hearing those stories and I also loved writing them actually. Um, I learned a lot in the writing process about thinking through uh, sort of the narrative and what I found interesting or inspiring about her story and working around that. And that like that little thing in itself was interesting to me because I went through high school and university thinking I was a terrible writer. I did so poorly in English class Hmm. that I never thought I could write at all. And here I was like putting these stories together and the friend I was working with, um, I could tell that she found that part really challenging and I ended up rewriting a lot of her stuff. And I was like, Mm. oh, maybe I'm not like so terrible at this as I I really thought. So, um, yeah, but then, I mean, even like creating the website, I enjoy, I enjoyed the fact that I was doing it and creating something, but I, I didn't love the process of writing the code and figuring that detail out, but yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah, some things were hard and some things were good, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, well, I really appreciate your answer because there is, there's so much like nuance in it. I, mm-hmm. In my own experience. And, and first, while I remember, I have to just applaud you because like, Building a website eight or 10 years ago is so much different than building a website now. <laughs> like, I know. Now I it is. Mix and it's yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> now you can do it in like an afternoon. I mean, it's like, that's quite an accomplishment for you to have like built, you know, to do what you did eight or, eight or 10 years ago. I just want to put that out there. Thanks. <laughs> Acknowledge you for that. Um, but I've certainly found that what you're describing is bears out in my own journey too. Like even with the creation of this podcast, it's like, originally, you know, it's like the inspired idea comes to you, right? Mm -hmm. And then, and in that moment, if you can take action from that place of inspiration, I find action is often feels like ease. It feels like flow. It's just, you know, you get into that state where it's like, it's almost like it's just kind of like rolling out in front of you. It feels almost effortless because you're in that inspired energy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, but it's, for most of us, I think we can kind of, I know for myself, like we have kind of moments, I have moments of that. (laughs) And then I can't quite stay at that level of alignment. And then so the action starts to feel more tough, more hard, more heavy, right? Um, And it is, I know for me, my life is like an ongoing challenge of trying to find that balance of, you know, action that feels good and is coming from that inspired energy that brought the idea in the first place yeah I mean I'll be honest in those early days of starting that website I don't know if I found I mean maybe in the writing part I found some flow for sure um I think part of what motivated me was the alternative seemed to me to be the worst like going back into these careers that Mm. were so soul-destroying that I just knew that that was no longer an option for me. So that is probably what motivate was motivating me along the way. And then as I was trying to, you know, building this website and tr- writing the stories, even then, because I wasn't doing it consistently, I found that it was hard, you know, I'd go 
to the library and sit there from seven to nine at night after being exhausted all day and try and find the flow. And sometimes I'd find it and other times I wouldn't, but Mm -hmm. I guess it was just really that alternative option going back into those careers that I just knew I couldn't do that kept me motivated and keep going and, and just putting one foot in front of the other really. Well, and I find it really interesting. One of the things that I've learned, it's become so clear for me from interviewing all the women that I have uh, Mm -hmm. on She Inspired is that it's like each thing, each experience that we have in our life, each thing that we do, it's perfectly suited to build on the next. It's it's a stepping stone to the next thing, right? So like, Mm -hmm. I really believe that like we're here, all of us are here in order to have to connect with our larger purpose, our reason mm-hmm. for being here, the thing we feel called to do, the thing we feel called to say. And that it's like an, an, our lives are really about like an unfolding or a surfacing process to allow that to come up. But sometimes, you know, we're doing the thing that doesn't feel good in a moment. Let's say, for example, you <laughs> building the website at nine at night after like parenting all day, right? And, and yeah. you can look back and be like, well, that, you know, clearly that wasn't what I wanted. That wasn't my end game. But had you not taken that step and had that experience, then it wouldn't have led you to the next thing, which is where I want to move to next, which is ultimately mm-hmm. that's what um, helped you uh, discover and, and shift into the podcast, which, which did begin to feel more aligned if I, if I have that right. So I just, I love that. I love yeah. that each of our each step of our journey is really perfectly suited, even if it's not, mm-hmm. you know, it's not about where we are in the moment. It's about like where we're going. Um, and so I'm curious. So, so can you talk a little bit about how that transition occurred then um, into mm-hmm. the pod, into finding me? Yeah. Um, and I think you raise a, a really great point, like about each step of the process is important, but I, in that journey, I had to let a, go of a lot of shoulds Mm. like I should be an executive with a corner office making a lot of money Mm. um in order for me to just accept that what I was doing in that moment like building that website and interviewing women was what I needed to do at that time Mm -hmm. for myself um so and I mean I still get caught up in the shoulds but uh I've had to let go a lot of that in order to accept the website. And then I think letting go of some of those shoulds allowed me to get into podcasting, being like, okay, well, maybe there's a a better way for me to do this. And it was really just from an efficiency point that it evolved into the podcast. And I also opened up to say, think, okay, what do I really want to know about these women or what do I find really interesting? And, um, and that sort of what, got me creating finding me yeah well that's interesting to me Lisa. it just occurred to me because it, it when you were creating the the website and you were telling the stories of other women did you see it as a means of facilitating your own journey of self-discovery like I I hear finding me being about you know finding you <laughs> through yeah. through maybe <laughs> through facilitating or sharing the stories of other women but like was that a I, I was that part of what the telling the stories of women through the website was about or did that happen more when you shifted into the podcast no it, you're right it was definitely the pod or the website was definitely about okay how are these women doing it and how did they get to where they are today was my interest 
but it was more chronological the way I was doing it. Okay. So they graduated university, then they did this job, mm. then they did that job, then they got married. And so I think at the time I thought, oh, there's going to be some sort of gems in here to say that they made this choice and that's how they got to where they are today. Mm. And I guess through that process, I realized there wasn't like one choice that they made that enabled them to live these what appeared to be fulfilling lives. Um, and so I think that you're right in itself was a learning for me. And um, that allowed me to sort of look broader and think, okay, then what am I like, what do I need to know from these women that's going to help me along my journey? Mm -hmm. And that definitely comes more across once I started in on finding me, the podcast. And, um, you know, at that point, I was just thinking more deeply about what I really wanted to know. I was so then I by then I was in a place where I could acknowledge that what I'm interested in is actually valid and important for me. Mm. And maybe this is my interest or one of my interests, mm -hmm. right? Like, and so I, that was a very important part of my journey. You're, you're totally bang on about that. Mm. And to think of what, where I've come from that time when I thought I had no interests and then I got to, you know, starting up finding me and, you know, and who knows where this is going to yeah. go. Maybe I won't be doing a podcast in a couple of years. It'll be something else, but I'm okay with that. I don't need to see now where I'm going or should have a specific path. I'm just, I'm much better now at accepting where I am um, today. Oh my gosh. I love that. Lee. I think you described that really beautifully. It's so powerful to, to be able to really release the outcome, isn't it? And just mm -hmm. embrace the actual journey and stay yeah, in that. I know. And I guess that's what I've learned from all these women. It's just about embracing the journey and um, accepting that I'm, I am where I am now with all the information I have today doing the best I can. And that is so important. And, and letting go of the choices I made in the past. Mm -hmm. Like, I know in the past I was making the choices I was with the information I had um, as best as I could mm -hmm. and acknowledging that and letting it go mm -hmm. has been very helpful for me to move forward. Oh yeah. So important. I like self-acceptance, self-love for sure. So mm -hmm. you've done how many seasons of finding me? So I've done two seasons um, and each season had me uh, 11 or 12 um, episodes okay. So, yeah, and that's I've done over the last, oh, my God, Lorna. So I've done maybe 22 episodes yeah. over three years. Wow. It's taken me three years. I know. So I'm very, like, in awe of what you're doing and keeping this going on a regular basis every day. But then I think, oh, like, I've got to also be accepting of, like, what I'm trying to do, you know. Totally. What I'm doing, and that's, you know working in smaller chunks yeah. seems to work for me at the moment. Absolutely. Well, yeah, but it's hard, you know, you compare yourself yeah. like we all do. Comparison is the thief of joy, Leith. Somebody, oh, so, so true. somebody shared that with me, I don't know, maybe a year or two ago. And it has been like, I repeat it to myself all the time. It's been a really powerful thing mm -hmm. for me. It's so true. Uh, so true. Thief of joy. Yeah. So tell us about, how, who are the types of women, tell us about finding me, because it's, it's fine, it's mm -hmm. about finding you, but it's, you're doing that by nice. interviewing other women. So can you tell us a little bit about your yeah. process and, and how you decide who you're going to talk to? 
Sure. Um, I mean, Finding Me is uh, about talking to women who have found themselves stuck or uninspired and the little steps that they've taken to make change in their life to lead a more inspired and motivated life. Mm-hmm. life. Um, so I guess, and that really comes down to what I'm trying to do, right? Mm-hmm. So I, how do I find women? I just basically ask through my network. um and see who has I mean everybody's found themselves stuck or in a challenging position so of course everyone has a story to tell um and just finding women who are willing to share it and who sort of believe in what I'm doing and you know I'm sure you can relate the women are so encouraging and so um give me such great feedback Mm -hmm. that it's that keeps me going in itself and um yeah, I mean, my process is pretty straightforward. As soon as I find somebody who's willing to do it, um, I have a couple initial questions I ask them um, that just sort of get them thinking about their journeys. And then I just try and have conversations organically from a place of what am I curious to know? Mm-hmm. And I've even had some women comment, like my second season was more nuanced that way and more interesting. And I was asking questions that they found to be uh, really interesting Mm -hmm. compared to my first season, which was, you know, more logistics Mm -hmm. and just figuring out the process. And, you know, that in itself, I feel really proud of, like, you know, maybe people won't go and really listen to my first season, but I needed to do that first season to get to the second season. So, and now I needed to do the second season to get to now starting to work on my third season and, so like you're talking about just being accepting of the, um, the steps and being in that process. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I love how you describe that. It is. And I, I agree. You go back to like my first couple episodes. <laughs> I mean, actually I've, I, my first, I've had amazing guests the whole way through. So I love mm-hmm. every single one, but you can definitely see that like I'm in process. <laughs> for sure, yeah. for sure myself. And, uh, but I agree. Women have been so, I've been, really struck at how generous women are with their time, with their stories. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't, I've not had anyone say no that I've approached and I've had people mm-hmm. reach out to me like, Hey, I heard you're doing this. I want to know more. Can I be a part of it? So that has been a really, um, just a lovely experience to be lifted up by the community like that. Um, yeah, women are so I totally awesome. agree. <laughs> I know. I even had one comment to say, you know, every story I hear on your podcast, I can find, I can relate to mm. in some way and take some inspiration from it. And, sh- and she said, you know, I've always been, I thought, you know, I had to live this perfect life with a perfect marriage and have kids and all these things. And what I realized is just everyone's just trying to figure things out yeah. and sort of try and, you know, show up in a way that's really themselves. Yeah. And she's like, I, that just makes me feel so much better. Oh my gosh. That's really powerful. I think it's like a radical act, actually. And that's why I'm so Mm -hmm. glad women like you and me and there's so many others are creating these platforms. And I'm really thankful Mm to the advancement of technology because to to make podcasting so accessible, it's like anybody can start a podcast now, which is really cool, I think, Um, because it creates more and more opportunities to do exactly what you just described which is just like kind of pulling the curtain back a bit. <laughs> like, this is just like what's really going on, right? It's not mm-hmm. this facade that kind of, I think it's often well-intentioned, right? It's just people see what they, they, 
we see what we want to see and what we see is based on our perception, right? So it's not really about what other people are doing. It's just really about like the lens through which we're viewing the world shapes what we see. Um, but when you create opportunities through podcasts like mine and yours to, you know, share those stories in a more um, kind of uh, detailed and authentic way, it can really be really transformative for women. I've heard the same thing. Yeah, yeah. no, it's very true. And, and so a uh, million dollar question, where, where's, <laughs> wh- where, what's the future of finding me Do you, as you see it right now? Yeah, that is a million dollar question. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, even as I go about my day, I sort of it's all I'm always thinking about it in the back of my mind, which yeah, I love having something that's mine mm-hmm. um, to think about. And my second season was a lot about connection. So how do these other women find connection with themselves? And then how does that translate to the sort of connection with the outer world? Because I think, well, because I know that that really interests me. Um, and so my third season will carry on along those lines. Um, because I've come to understand that sort of, I guess when I moved to California and I've moved around a bit, you know, trying to make friends has been really hard. Mm -hmm. And so making those connections, I've come to understand that those external connections are only as good as the connection we have with ourselves. Mm. So I'm interested in finding how other women figure that out, like or how, what their journey is like to find connection with themselves. And then how does that translate to their external world, like with friends or spouses or kids or, um, or their own interests, like the things that they pursue. So I'm going to carry along, carry on along those lines. I love that. Um, I'm personally really intrigued by that. (laughs) I Mm -hmm. I definitely can't wait to listen. And I think it's really like relevant for this day this time and space Mm -hmm. as well right like we're we're really redefining connection globally aren't we Mm. in in the midst of the pandemic and this like what I call it is like a global like a reset like we've been put on pause (laughs) um by the universe and just uh there's so much creativity and positivity out there too I don't mean it in a negative way but we really are you know redefining how we view our connection to ourselves to each other to our environment um, yeah. So I think you're like spot on um, in terms of, of the direction you're going. I can't wait to listen. Do you know? Uh, and so and so people who are listening right now and want yeah. to uh, learn more about you, learn more about finding me. What's the best way to find you? Yeah, you can uh, find me on my website, which is uh, findingmepodcast.com, or it's also the same uh, goes to leithmckay.com. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram under Finding Me Podcast. Well, thank you so much, Leith. Uh, I really enjoyed this conversation. I love where we went, uh, and I really appreciate you being just so uh, open and uh, honest about, you know, you and your journey and where you've been and where you see yourself going. It's been really terrific. Thank you. Thank you, Lorna. Well, I love what you're doing. I mean. And I love that we're also, we're doing this together and Mm -hmm. sort of creating an industry, I hope, around it so that more women and men too can um, sort of discover themselves, rediscover themselves. Yeah. 
creating an industry around self-discovery. Ooh, I like that. I definitely want to be part of that. And you know, She Inspired has absolutely taught me about the power of our stories to serve others and ourselves. And it's also sparked a new idea in me, a new offer that I'm bringing to market called She Activated, where we build on this same value of sharing our stories to serve others through the context of our businesses and using the power of our story to grow our offering and grow our businesses and really activate that unique offering that each of us has that the world needs. So that's something new I'm bringing into creation. And if you follow me on Instagram, you'll be seeing, I'm already talking about it and you'll be seeing more and uh, I'm really excited about it. So if you want to reach out to me to start a conversation, please do. And I'm going to be taking a bit of a hiatus for the next couple of weeks on She Inspired so that I can throw some energy behind She Activated. I will be back um, in a couple of weeks. So until then, thank you so much for listening and uh, I'll see you soon.